you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 139. Okay, I am sitting down having a conversation with the amazing Amanda Purchase, who I like to refer to as the Kid Whisperer. Um, and I wanted to introduce her to you guys because she works with me in the mastermind. And if I do say so myself, I think we've been creating some magic together. Um, and so I was like, I want you to start coming on the podcast and let's just have a conversation, especially right now. You know, this season on the podcast is really all about what are the conversations happening behind the scenes um, amongst people professionals that work with kids, right? And what are they really saying that they're not necessarily saying to parents? Um, and I kind of wanted to like give parents a preview of what are those conversations we're having about what's really going on with these struggling kids? Because I was like, when I was a mom and I was going to the pediatrician's office trying to figure out what was really going on with my kid and kind of feeling like he was a puzzle that I was trying to solve, um, the conversations in that pediatrician's office or in the offices of the different child professionals that I was working with were, were very different than the conversations I'm having now behind the scenes now that I'm sort of on that same side. And I feel like there's a gap that isn't being discussed. And there's a couple of gaps. I think there's a professional gap. I think there's a parent gap. I think there's a child gap. And we'll kind of get to those gaps. And so my thought is, is that in this season on the podcast, I want to give the listeners um, a preview of what these conversations are that we're actually having and just like, let's start revealing truths. And so, um, and so I thought you'd be the perfect person to have on here because that's what we do. You know, that's what we're constantly doing about our members is like, what do you think's going on? What do I think's going on? We're putting our heads together. We're problem solving. Then we're going back to them and we're trying to figure out the best way to support these families and their kids. So, Welcome, Amanda Purchase. Um, Amanda, just a few things about Amanda. She um, has over 20 years as an occupational therapist, a pediatric occupational therapist. She has worked with some of our most challenging kids. Um, she is a champion of these kids. She truly loves them with all of her heart because I talked to her 
all the time about them and she really is rooting for them and just sees the best in them. And I sat on a panel with Amanda, um, I don't know, probably six years, seven years ago, uh, just a random panel. We were doing a day, a workshop, and um, there was a bunch of different kind of professionals on this panel. And every time Amanda opened her mouth, she is a neuroscience nerd like me. And every time she opened her mouth, I was like, she freaking knows her shit. And that started our our friendship, our relationship, and um, and we just kept in touch over the years. And then in the last year, Amanda has been working with me, helping the families in the mastermind. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you. And thank you for having me on today. I'm super excited. You know, I'm always in for a good parenting, parent-child discussion, and truly is my passion. And I find that those hard to reach, difficult kids oftentimes end up being the easiest kids for me to work with because they're just so misunderstood. And once they're understood and once the parents have the perspective of understanding where their child's coming from and what their child's needs are, it can be such an easy turn or easy and quick turnaround. I don't like to say fix because we're not in the business of fixing, right? But Um, I think it can be just such an easy turnaround, relatively easy turnaround for parents because they're truly supported in the conversations and and the literal roadmaps of what they need to help their child and to reach their child. And really, it's more about the family dynamic than just the child dynamic. So it's very, very, very cool to see that happen. Okay. So will you start by, I've had a lot of people say, what is an occupational therapist? And I just want to be clear, when Amanda's working within the mastermind, uh, she's, we call, we, what, what Amanda does, we call it mastermind mentoring. Uh, she's not working in the capacity as an occupational therapist. And she has been an occupational therapist for over 20 years. So she can't help but bring that knowledge base to her work within the mastermind. And it's just, it's unbelievable how often, that's why I call you the kid whisperer, but I also feel like you're like the translator. Like every single person's like, I can't figure out why my kid is doing X, Y, and Z. And Amanda, it's like, she knows, she just knows what she, you know, it's like, you've worked so long with the, this population of children. And it's just like, I feel like you have this expertise about what is really going on with a little human when their nervous system is dysregulated and when they're acting out in certain behaviors, it's like, you just, you just always know what's going on. So tell people what, what is an occupational therapist? So an occupational therapist is um, someone who, like our job is to help people become more independent in whatever area of life they want to become more independent in. And also, I like to think of it as we enhance life and we make life more efficient. We make life easier, right? So in order for us to do that, you know, there's a lot of traditional medicine that treats symptoms, right? And there's nothing wrong with traditional medicine. I was trained in traditional medicine. That's my background. And it's great for a lot of things. But what I don't like to do is I don't like to treat symptoms. I like to look at the root cause. And in order to look at the root cause of like, you know, let's just say, because I'm a pediatric occupational therapist, I'm looking at the root causes of like, why 
is this kid having meltdowns and tantrums, right? I don't want to treat the meltdown and tantrum because that's a short-term, it's a, sh- it's a short-term fix, right? That doesn't really address, well, why is he having meltdowns and tantrums? You know, is there a sleep issue going on? Are there tonsils and adenoids that are creating the sleep issue? Are there, um, in, you know, are there underlying seizures going on? Are, are there things going on at school where the kid's being bullied and he doesn't have the, um, verbal ability or emotional ability to communicate that to his parents? Is he trying to communicate that to his parents? His parents aren't hearing it because they're coming from an authoritative approach versus a connected approach. You know, there's a million reasons. And I find that all parents are wanting the same thing for their kids, right? And they're wanting a connection with their kids. They're wanting their kids to be success, successful in whatever terms that means for their family. But I find that people know what they want, but they don't know how to get there necessarily. Or especially if they were raised in a family that they don't want to repeat that parenting style in their family. So it's like, well, how do I, I know I want this, but how do I get there? Right. So as an occupational therapist, I think it gives gives us a very unique and great background to be able to look at everything like um, big picture of, okay, well, what testing have you had done? What professionals have you seen? Which therapists have you seen? What has worked? What has not worked? You know, what's your own family dynamic? What's your dynamic with your spouse? Are you all on the same page? Are you on, you know, different parenting pages and different parenting styles? And so, um, you know, like I said, an occupational therapist, our job is to enhance someone's life. So for a child who's having meltdowns and tantrums or a child who, you know, is dyslexic or dysgraphic and school feels miserable, how can we make that easier? How do we make life feel more fun, more peaceful, more calm? And it's a really cool role to play because you're the the goal of an OT is always helping someone else reach their goal. And so you constantly get rewarded with seeing people reach their goals. And like I said, you know, sometimes we come in and it's like, oh, wow, like I'm not sure where we're going to go from here. But through that very detailed history and exploration and investigation, the canvas really starts to paint itself where it's just like, okay, now we have a picture and now we have a plan. And once you're able to give a family an understanding and a perspective and a plan, right then all of the feeling frazzled and emotional distress and the shutdowns and the walking on eggshells, that tends to just stop. And so I can't tell you how many times I've actually worked with families. They've signed up to work with me, or maybe I've done like a laser session with them or whatever. And we end up not even working anymore because those kids just automatically get better because it's really the parent's perception has changed. And that's really all that needed to happen of like, maybe my child doesn't need to be fixed. Maybe this is my child. I need to accept my child as this. And then my child is meeting goals. I need to be accepting of the goals my child's meeting or maybe my child developmentally is where they need to be or, you know, whatever. It's just like calming down the general tone of the household really helps to calm down a child's central nervous system. And as an OT, that's what I'm always looking for is like, what can we do to calm down your central nervous system? Because we're, we live in a very rapid, fast-paced world of go, go, go and high expectations and not a lot of downtime. And so when we teach people how to decompress and be still, a lot of those things just work out on their own. 
You know, it's so interesting to me because it's almost like it feels like the role of an occupational therapist is to investigate Mm -hmm. and then teach skills and skill build, right? Right. We always say skills for the job of living, right? Like whatever Mm. your job of living is, that's what I want to help you with. Whether you're an infant and you're having issues with breastfeeding or you're, you know, in stages of whatever disease and you're trying, you know, you're a geriatric patient and you're trying to cope with that and, you know, get your life in order. And it, it's just whatever your goal is, right. It's skills for the job of living. And right. Yeah. Like that, like my mom has had some health issues recently and she was working with an occupational therapist who was literally the big goal was transferring from the hospital bed to her walker to be able to get to the bathroom on her own. Absolutely. Right. And so that was, I mean, because every time she wanted to go to the bathroom, like we had to have night, a night nurse there because otherwise my dad would be up all night Mm -hmm. helping her to go to the bathroom. So you have the night nurse there and then you have her working with an OT. And then before you know it, you can get rid of the night nurse because she can actually get out of bed, transfer herself. And so the uh, occupational therapist worked with her to be able to do that. Well, now all of a sudden my mom has a sense of independence freedom, saving a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And that momentum actually increased her confidence and helped her to like, you know, continue getting stronger, stronger, stronger. Avery was just out of town for a month and came back and she could not believe how much stronger my mom had gotten in a month. And I'm telling you, a lot of it was because of the work she did with an occupational therapist. Right. And our job is to motivate people. That's actually why my business is named Motivate, right? Because intrinsic motivation works miracles for people, right? If you give them a little bit of confidence to not only set their goal, but a plan to help them reach their goal, once they reach one goal and then the next goal, and you just keep reaching small goals, which like, you know, for us, it doesn't seem like much to get from a hospital bed to the bathroom, right? That's just something that we are thankfully most of us blessed to be able to do without even thinking about it every day. But think about the depression and anxiety and the loss of motivation and the depression that sets in when you don't have that, right? So that's similar to these families of like, gosh, I've, I've taken my kid everywhere. I've taken my kid to the psychologist and I've taken my kid to the pediatrician. I've taken my kid to a sleep specialist and I've taken my kid to, you know, we've tried medication. We tried all of these things and nothing's working. By the way, I'm supportive of obviously all of those professions and they all play their role and they're all vitally important. But a lot of times what people are missing is the big picture, because I think as traditional medical professionals, we've all become almost too specialized where it's like, okay, the neurologist is looking at the brain and the orthopedic is looking at the bones. And it's like, everyone's looking at their subspecialty, right? But who's looking at like the big picture of how do all of these connect And what's the big picture coming out of all of these smaller pictures and all these smaller details? And so as OTs, that's what we're trained to kind of look at. Okay, let's put together all of these pieces and form the whole puzzle so that then we can give the parents an idea of like, this is why it's not working because we've been focusing focusing on all these little parts. But like, how do we merge all this together and focus on big picture and big goal? And, And quite honestly, By the time people usually get to me, they're so frustrated, they're so irritated that they don't, they have no faith in me that it's going to work, right? They're like, it's just another specialist. Like, if this isn't going to work, 
it's more money. I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to spend the time. They're just a lot of times people have completely given up and they're, you know, rightfully so they're very, you know, yeah, Yeah. they're jaded. I mean, I think, you know, a theme that I'm covering this month is how life is Mm nonlinear. And I think that a lot of the reasons for these gaps in terms of helping these kids, um, like where's the gap and how can we fill it in so that we actually help these kids that are struggling, I think is that this path to helping the kids has been nonlinear. You go to your pediatrician. I mean, this is kind of some of the investigating we've been doing. Like we're let's uncovering the gaps. We've been talking to a lot of professionals. We've been talking to um, – we talk, you know, pediatric neurologists, a lot of pediatricians. Um, we happen to have a decent number of, you know, medical, Western medical professionals that are in the master, in our private mastermind as parents, because they've, they know there's a gap. They know that it's a non-traditional method that's truly going to help a highly sensitive child. And so they cut, they've come into our membership. And so we've been picking a lot of their brains, asking them, um, and it seems like this path to helping these kids has been nonlinear. So you go to your pediatrician and you're asking your pediatrician for support, but you're not making a special appointment typically. You're asking, like you're there for either a well check or an ear infection check. And it's just like, oh, by the way, my kid is doing X, Y, and Z. And it's, and you, and you just lightly gloss over some behavior that your kid is doing that actually is driving you nuts and hijacking your day so much of the time, but you're just kind of throwing it in there. And this pediatrician, you know, they've got patients scheduled every 10 to 15 minutes and they're there to do the well check or to do the ear infection. And now all of a sudden they have to talk about some major problematic behavior going on. And there's investigating to do, and they really don't have the time for it. And most of them, frankly, weren't trained in, you know, figuring out what behaviors are going on. So they immediately, they want to be helpful. And so, and they want to keep, you know, their families happy and give them the support they need. So the pediatrician quite often, I think, will suggest some kind of specialist like you were just talking about. Um, But it's a specialist like a psychologist, a child psychologist or a child psychiatrist. And, um, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Before we go, before we pull out the big guns, like let's back it up for a sec. And what about like, what are you guys doing at home? Have you read some parenting books? These are the ones I recommend. Here's a parenting program that has helped a lot of families. Let me send you the website. Um, Here's a pediatric occupational therapist who also works as a parenting coach who can help you and can kind of hear what's going on and help get to the root of things. Before we need to go and start talking about if your child needs medication or not, or if they may have an ADHD diagnosis, let's slow it down and let's go over here. But what we're finding is that it hasn't been linear because it seems like the big guns get pulled out right away. And then there's this seed planted in the parents' minds of a child psychologist, a child psychiatrist, a a neurologist. What's wrong with my kid? Holy shit, there's something wrong with my kid. And then we go into fear and panic mode and every little thing your child is doing you start to worry 
is my kid on the spectrum? Is there, are they this or that? And you, you're starting to go into all that fear and panic. And it just seems like sometimes people start down that path where if we, if we disrupt this path, right? If we disrupt this path and we, and we educate people before we pull out the big guns, doesn't mean that there's not great support in with child psychiatry and child psychology. However, before we go there, let's let's back it up a little bit and everybody just take a breath and realize that you know we are humans, we are not robots. There's nothing wrong with your kid. Your child is a human four-leaf clover. They're trying to show us with their behaviors that there is something to figure out and there is nothing wrong with them. They just need the adults to all get together, collaborate and so know how to support them. So, yeah, add on, I think, too, when people are like, what's wrong with my kid? It's also what's wrong with me and why have I failed as a parent? Just not not a fair, not a fair judgment for parents to make of themselves. But that's where so many parents go is I'm a failure as a parent because my child needs a psychologist, because my child needs a psychiatrist. I've failed. And then people go down the path of something's wrong with my child. I'm a failure. I'm a terrible mother. The mom mm-hmm. guilt sets in. And then it's just the whole house is, you know, I talk a lot about central nervous system and um, where we're functioning on it. And the whole house is functioning way above threshold. So everyone's walking on eggshells. Everyone feels like a failure. Everyone feels frustrated and impatient and nothing's going well. Right. And so by the time you actually get to that appointment with the specialist, everyone's already super anxious or, and or depressed. And so it's hard to hear then the feedback that your professionals are giving you. It's hard to integrate it because you have no bandwidth left because you've beaten yourself up for the month that it took to get into the appointment. I mean, it's just a whole vicious cycle. And, um, you know, on the professional side of it too, and you and I have talked about this, but I like to share it here is it's incredibly frustrating as a professional because that's kind of how and why I found Mastermind and when, when we were on that panel so many years ago, I think we both knew at the time, okay, like we want to work together, but like, how do we do that? And it took a while to kind of figure that out. But for me, it was getting to the point as a professional, as an OT working with kids in their homes or schools or daycare or wherever, of it's the insurance model has changed everything. So even professionals who are trained in it, who want to help you, who want to have the time the way the insurance model is set up is we we are not really allowed to do that. There's no payment for that. People have to keep their doors open, right? You have to get paid for the work that you do. Even when people are trying to provide support to parents, we don't have enough time. So, um, you know, as a therapist, insurance does not reimburse for parent education. And so we literally get like five or 10 minutes at the end of every session. Well, in my opinion, like parents need to be educated almost the whole session. Like the the parent education is what helps people make progress with their kids. When I'm working with their kids for 30 to 45 minutes once or twice a week, and then they go home and the parents are calling, they're like, yeah, I still don't really know what to do with my kid. And I'm like, I know, like I, I want to I want to teach you. And but this the way the clinic model, the outpatient model, or even the, you know, home home health model or whatever school model, it, it's, it's, it's impossible as a professional to provide the support to parents that you want to provide to parents. But it's also incredibly frustrating because even if I have the knowledge, I don't have the ability to, right? And so with Mastermind, I was, I, I, I was frustrated because I was like, 
I, I need something more for these parents. I need something these parents can go through at home that it's completely devoted just to that, that's separate from their kids' therapy. They need a curriculum. They need, again, a lot of parents are like, I want this. I know I want this. I don't know how to get there, but I'm here. I want to be here. And I have no idea how to travel that path, you know, from A to B. But with Mastermind, it, it is the curriculum. It is the roadmap to parenting that people want and need. And for the people, you know, there's a lot of, I love, there's a lot of parenting books that I love. The problem is a lot of people read the books, they get the philosophies, they get the theories, and they're all wonderful and amazing, but they're like, okay, but how does that apply to my child in this instance, right? So with Mastermind, they have the ability to show up for coaching calls and raise their hands and be like, hey, I tried to implement this, it didn't go so well, what do I do next time? Or walk me through this. And then for the people who want even more handholding for that, because maybe they've been on this journey for so long that they're like, you know, they're in that, this isn't going to work, nothing's helpful, they're jaded, whatever. They have the ability to have one-on-one support or laser sessions or whatever. Like, hey, I get this. I understand it when I'm on the calls, but when I'm in the moment, like it doesn't make sense to me. And so they have the ability to reach out on a one-on-one basis all through the month and say, hey, I need help with this, right? And then they're like, okay, now this makes sense. And then they get super motivated, super excited, and they start having these little tiny victories. People don't really need that much. Usually they just need a little bit of help to have that confidence of knowing they're on the right path and then they continue and they get even more motivated. And it's just this snowball effect where like, then there's all this positivity and this confidence and this calm and peace at home. And then they're able to keep going. Right. Or to just, and maybe sometimes they just check in and be like, okay, now I have a question about this. Right. But it's not like they don't need one-on-one help forever because they finally have someone that understands and explains to them in a very uh, in a way that's very tailored to their specific need. Well, I'll, I'll say, you know, in terms of like when you're when you're feeling nervous and anxious, and your nervous system is, you know, when you're worried about your kid, your nervous system is not going to feel balanced. And there's something that happens when you learn a concept, and then that concept is applied to your life and your specific situation where all of a sudden the learning becomes very relevant and it clicks. Mm -hmm. And so when it clicks, it settles your body down because you're like, oh, wait a minute, there is hope. I do, right? Like, so there is hope. But what I was going to say is, is, um, you know, when you first, when you reached out and you were like, listen, I was wondering, can I send people like to go through your mastermind uh, and and learn the parent education piece? It was funny when Amanda kind of reached out to me, it was sort of a dream come true because Amanda was, you know, running around like a chicken with her head cut off, treating kids, going to schools, going to people's houses. I, I say that that a really great pediatric OT. They're like the unsung heroes of child development. You know, like they're having to deal with all the insurance BS and, um, and they're going and they're working on, I mean, Amanda has been spat on however many times hit, bitten, like all of the things. And, um, and it's one thing if those things are happening to you and it's your kid, but like this is happening to her. It's sort of like changing somebody else's kid's diaper. Like it's not that big of a deal when you're changing your own kid's diaper. And um, and so so Amanda's, you know, running around, she's caring about these kids, but she's with them 45 minutes to an hour a week. 
And then the rest of the hours, they're at home. And mom and dad aren't knowing what to do. And so Amanda's like, I don't have the time to educate the parents. And here you have this whole program. Can I put my parents through your program so that then when I go work with the kids, I'm not starting over every single week? And I was like, uh, yeah, let's do that. And so that's kind of how it all got started. Um, and we, and I said, you know what, just to be sure we knew we were in alignment, but I was like, just to be sure, because Amanda has three kids of her own and she's a mom and everyone who works with me in the mastermind, um, is that's kind of the criteria is you need to be a parent cause you got to really get it. And, um, and I think you have to be a parent to truly get it. And it's funny cause I've talked to a couple of pediatricians lately who were like sharing their stories about the advice they gave parents before they became a parent because they really didn't receive that, that education when they were in medical school and they were trying to like act like they knew. Right. Um, right. And they're like, Oh my God, I cringe at the thought of some of the things I told parents before I was an actual parent. Yeah, same. Um, I look back and I'm like those poor kids and families, like I totally overloaded them with home programs and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. What's your right. Parent? I mean, and that's, and that's part of, that's part of what I love so much about you is that you're doing you're in the trenches yourself as a mom. And so I said to Amanda, "Hey, why don't you do my program? Why don't you do Mastermind as a mom just so that we can be sure that we're totally speaking the same language." And so, you know, once that happened, it just all kind of, you know, it just has turned into what it's turned into, but I almost feel like it's what it's turned into is it's almost like 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 helping parents learn these parenting tools and a lot of it sort of feels like it's DIY OT at home. Mm -hmm. So like, and as a parent who was the parent that schlepped to the OT offices and appointments and all the other things, right? So it's the expense, it's the time, it's the hijacking your life, your kid's life um, to all of a sudden be able to like, learn from someone how you can do so many of these skill building tasks at home, in your home, and you get to become the expert with your child. Like, I think it's so empowering for parents. And I think it's like, it's, to me, it feels more effective than traditional occupational therapy in a lot of ways. I don't know if you agree or not. I mean, I think there's definitely, you know, a time and place for a clinic or traditional therapy for, you know, a lot of kids. But I also think a lot of times I, I feel like, especially right now with COVID and everything, I feel like, you know, trying to fit in and we're also over-programmed, over-scheduled anyway, but now we're trying to fit in another two appointments during the week or three appointments, however many more of like packing up, not just one kid, but the siblings too. And so right now it's like, okay, pack up all the kids and only one can go into the clinic. And then the other two or three got to wait in the car with mom. And then it's a miserable hour for mom in the car and the siblings are miserable. And then everyone's screaming and crying. And then she gets her kid who's been in OT and they go home and it's like, okay, but I still don't really know what to do with my kid. And now everyone's stressed out and tired and it, you know, it's instead of one hour a day, it's been three hours of your day has been hijacked by going to these appointments. And like I said, for some kids, it's very valid and worth it and all that. But for these kids who have behavior issues, I find that we can really address those um, in the home. And it's not, I feel like 
the more power, powerful work is in address in addressing the whole family dynamic because we're not addressing things for just one kid, right? We're addressing things for the entire family and all of the kids because mastermind parenting is designed for all kids, not designed just for, you know, kids with behavior issues, right? And so I think, you know, like I said before, early part of my career before I had kids, I'm like, oh, you got to do this home program. You got to do this, like, you know, sensory diet. You got to do this, whatever. And parents are like, hang on, I'm just trying to like keep my head above water. I'm just trying to keep my kids, like literally like I'm just trying to keep them alive all day, right? I'm exhausted. By the time I get them in bed, I crash, I go to sleep. But with Mastermind, what appealed to me about it, and especially me as a mom, like I started doing Mastermind after our house had flooded during Hurricane Harvey. It had been a year pure hell, quite honestly. And I felt like my parenting was not where I wanted it to be. I felt like because I was living under so much stress that my kids were suffering because of that. So for me, it came to me at the perfect time of, I just, and I, as an OT, I, I mean, I, that's my job. That's what I do. Like I teach parents this stuff, right. But I couldn't do it at home in that time, like as much as I wanted to, because of the overwhelming amount of stress. So for me, Mastermind was like this reboot of like, okay, get back to all the basics of the things you know, but it helps you implement it too, which is why it's more efficient, right? Because it's not like added on, okay, you need to do this home program, you need to do this. It's like literal, like, this is how you design your morning routine. And this is how you design your night routine. And this is how, you know, all of the things from the time you wake up in the morning, the time you go to bed at night. So it's not like extra work. I mean, you obviously have to do the work, but like, it's not extra. It's just again, like, I feel like it is OT. It's like skills for the job of living, but for the job. Yeah. It's like, this is how we're going to help you become more efficient in your home. And when you're more efficient in your home, everyone's calmer and then everybody thrives, right? Because people thrive on calm central nervous systems. So, well, it's like, I mean, I'm all about the hack, you know, I'm all about like, I mean, it's why I love yoga. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm like, if I do really rigorous sweaty yoga. It's like an exercise, a meditation, therapy, a massage. Like, and sometimes I can do all that in like a 45 minute lunchtime class. Like after 40, I'm like, I just accomplished so much in 45 minutes. So I love a hack where we're working smarter, not harder. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're just, and we're being more efficient. And I feel like, you know, we're not a hundred percent sure what it, like when I said at the beginning of the episode, we just know that something came together and there's some magic happening and, um, and we're in process right now. Like, don't you feel like that? Like we're in process. We can't even a hundred percent describe where I'm like, is it DIY OT at home? Like, like why are people getting such big results? But even more so, I guess I'm kind of it's a it's a little scary because I know that the western medical community are our allies, right? Like we're Absolutely. working so we're working with the western, you know, like the pediatricians, like I need the pediatricians to be telling parents, "Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with your kid and there's something to figure out and here are some resources." that will help you get the ball rolling. And we're, we don't need to talk about medication or child psychiatry yet. Like that's not where we are. Let's just slow it 
slow it the freak down, right? So like the Western medical community, they are our allies. And what our kids need is for all of us grownups, you know, all of us grownups to get together and to bring all of our brilliant brains and skill sets to the table and work together on their behalf and to speak to each other and to communicate and to realize this is a collaborative process. Like we're all working together on their behalf. And so there's something about, I think, me and you, what we have kind of identified is that when we come together and you have your skill set and I have my skill set, and all we do all the time is collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. And lo and behold, like families are having a lot of big results very quickly. Absolutely. And and so we're kind of trying to like, like what I'm, I guess I want the listeners to understand is that we're sharing our process with you. Like we don't know exactly what this is yet, but we know we're onto something. And it's unfolding very organically as we go, I feel like. And I feel like our members are the, just like the best measurement of that, of like, wow, like I, you know, this works. I've been to all these specialists in all these places and different school programs and different private schools and whatever. And like, nothing's worked and this has worked. Like I've gotten dramatic results in like a month or months or whatever. But the other thing is, is we refer people like, that's the thing where I say, like, it's not linear, you know, where right. We're, we're, when, when people come to us, then from us quite often, we're like, there's something to figure out. I mean, uh, like think about the people who recently you sent them to get the sleep study done. And it turns out their child who's, they have, this child has two parents that are, you know, are basically doctors and, you know, Western medicine, mm-hmm. uh, Western medical professional parents. And, you know, he was having behaviors, but the truth of, of it was he needed a sleep study done, which turned out that he had to get his tonsils and adenoids taken out. And it was something medical, but mm-hmm. it's just like it was being missed. And so, so right. there's so people start to focus on the behavior issues and is this ADHD and chronically sleep deprived kids show up as ADHD kids, even though it's not really ADHD, right? And so, yeah, I rely very heavily on traditional, you know, Western medical doctors, neurologists, psychologists, ENTs, psychiatrists, you know, there, there is a time and a place. I just think um, sometimes parents get sent down this rabbit hole of go here and the doctor's like, no, it's, you know, I don't see anything. And then it's like, well, go here, we'll go here, go here. And then people get to the point where they're like, I'm tired of spending money and I'm tired of not getting results. Right. And so a lot of times I feel like we can just like step back and be like, okay, hang on, let's do some investigation before we just do this. Like, Hey, we're just going to test for everything under the sun and go to every professional. And like, we're just going to like, like I call it like dartboard approach where it's like you're throwing a dart and you're like hoping it lands somewhere of like something important. Right. And it's like, we don't want shot in the dark type therapy. Like we want very targeted, like this is what my child needs. This is what my family needs. And there's no one better than, you know, traditionally trained medical professionals who know what they're doing, but you've got to get to the right professional, right? It's like, you know, it's like 
if you have a food allergy and you don't do testing, so you're just like avoiding all the food groups and you're like still, well, I'm like sick all the time. Well, okay, well, that's because you don't really know which food group, like you're, you're actually allergic to dairy and you've eliminated all the other food groups, but like you're still eating dairy, right? It's like, it doesn't work until it, unless it's targeted for what you want, what you need, what your goals are, right? So we've got to get to the right people at the right time. Oh, a hundred, I mean- A hundred percent. Okay. Well, we're going to take a pause and then come back with part two. And part two, um, I think we've pretty much identified this professional gap, which is we want the professionals out there to just realize that before we pull out the big guns, let's, let's slow it down, remind parents to take a breath. There's nothing wrong with their kid. And go and and check out some parenting resources. Let's see what we can how we can affect our kids and help them and support them by doing certain things at home before we start going down this whole diagnostic path. Um, so so the professional gap, the the strong-willed child gap, which really is wh- what I want to touch on more in our next episode which is what's really going on with these kids. And when we talk about getting to the root of the behavior, I wanted you to share some stories in the next episode, especially the one, the first story I ever heard you share, which I don't even know if you know what I'm going to bring up, but um, the first story I ever heard you share of like what's really going on with these kids and let's like see where the child was and where they get to so we can kind of, you know, hear a success story or two. Um, So that's what we're going to get to in the next episode. Hey guys, I made something for you. It's a free training. I put my best stuff in it and it is managing meltdowns to have a more joyful holiday season, especially if you have a moody or strong-willed kid. So it is about an hour long training. I think it is some of my best stuff. And I think we all could use an, a little extra help during this crazy year. So it's available to you. All you have to do is go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash holidays. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash holidays and you will get instant access to this webinar because I want all of you to have a happy holiday season. Um, So whether your kid is two or 12 or 15, you all deserve to have beautiful memories during this crazy year. So just know you'll get three things from this webinar. You're going to, you're going to learn how I believe you can have a holiday meal where your table is actually conversational, peaceful, and meltdown free. Um, I'm going to cover a plan for grateful rather than bratty entitled behavior when it comes to presents, candy, and special treats, and a method that works now and long-term to help your child improve future behavior. So I hope you sign up for it, and I would love to know if you find it helpful, and uh, give me some updates. I want to hear from you guys. Okay, mastermindparenting.com forward slash holidays.